Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with 520 Collective and the 520 Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. This is D from the bookkeeper247.com. Just listen to and love the interview on Behind the DMs with Eric Boston and Cam of Culture Villains. I love the topics that y'all discuss, and I love the way y'all discuss them. Salute. What's good, guys? Welcome to another episode of Beyond the DMs here on 520 Collective. I am Eric Boston. You can hit me up on Twitter, Eric Boston in the number three. That is Eric Boston, the number three. And I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about uh, this conversation that's about to take place, uh, any other conversations that are maybe near and dear to your heart, and we can look to potentially get you on a future episode of Beyond the DMs, uh, where it's all unscripted, it's all real conversations, and man, it's just a place to discuss these things that impact, you know, I, I think we, in the in our CHH bubble, where most of us that, you know, rock with 520 collective you know where i kind of reside we just kind of we, we we put everything in that chh bubble but man really these are conversations here on beyond the dms i think are, are bigger than chh hopefully they certainly pertain to chh but they're more aimed to take us to talking about the church and the body um as a whole instead of are one little part of it and so i'm i'm really excited for today's conversation uh, i know it is one that is uh right in the forefront of you know just the the social climate as it is and so i think it is going to be a good discussion i know it is based off of those prior dm conversations that took place so uh, joining with me today, he is a CHH artist himself. Um, I'm also lucky enough to call him a friend, and I am being joined by Intellect. What's good, man? Hey, what's good, Eric? Man, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm really dude. excited to. <laughs> yeah, excited to talk to you about this, man. Excited to dig into this conversation. Yeah, man. Well, you Thanks know for that. Having me on. Oh, dude, you know, it, it had to happen. You know, I, I respect uh, just you and, and the way that your mind thinks uh, and the way that you are able to express these ideas, man. So I had to get you on here, dude, um, and let people hear it besides just keeping it to myself, man. So definitely excited. And, you know, we're, we're talking about um, 
you know, uh, that ever present elephant in the room, and that is race, not only within our country, within our nation, but specifically, you know, what do race relations um, and social injustice look like for the church and for CHH? And, and um, you know, I, I told you, man, that for a long time, the easiest thing for me as a uh, as a white man in America, as a as a Christian, it, it just been easy to remain silent on these issues. Know what? Know that there was wrong. Know that there was change that needed to be made. Pray about it, um, but not necessarily be super vocal. Uh, and I think that was yeah, just yeah. the situation, man. You know, and, and then then things happen. You know, and twenty twenty has been wild, man. And things happened. What what were you gonna say? Yeah, you know, I I totally get where you're coming from because my my drawback a lot of times is to to to, to kind of observe and just kind of you know I may say some things to some close people um, that that know me that know how I think, um, but maybe not put um, you know full blast. Here's my opinion. Here's my you know, here's my soapbox. I'm going to stand on it and I'm going to yell at everybody who's yeah. within a, you know, quarter mile, uh, you know, <laughs> radius of me. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how I am too. But, uh, really this, this, uh, this issue, um, really does require dialogue. And, and like you said, you were talking about, man, you know, there's that, that desire to maybe shrink back or, or just not say anything. You know, we had kind of had some conversations before about where, you know, you were, were just trying to offer an opinion or just even trying to offer support. And maybe it wasn't taken the right way just simply because you're a white person. And, you know, my thought on this is, is like, you know, you're a Christian brother of mine and, you know, I know your heart, you know, we're friends, you know, outside of this whole CHH thing. So my thing is like, knowing your heart, you're showing empathy. And, you know, that's, that's the heart that Christ wants us to have, you know, yeah, showing empathy, trying to understand for sure, you know what I mean? And then on top of that, too, the one thing that I think kind of gets lost in this conversation and I'm speaking specifically for, uh, for Christians is the desire to have a biblical perspective on right. that because so important, especially when people can get caught up in their emotions, the feelings, they look at this image on social media, they look at this video on social media. And I understand the, it's easy to get caught up in the waves, so to speak. But that's been my prayer and that's been my thought process throughout having a number of conversations with different people because, you know, I've had white friends reach out to me. You've reached out to me. I've talked to this with my black friends as well. And the thing is, is that I want to know, I want to know how you want me to process this. Because I already know how the world tells me that I should be processing it and that I should feel a certain way. But God, I need to have your perspective and I need to 
hold on to the truth that you have stated in your word. And not only that, but also to not disregard or, or disrespect those from other races who may not have the same feelings or may not understand fully. I think part of, part of the conversation is trying to help understand, but at the same time, there being this loving dialogue amongst Christians where there's not some kind of hateful attack between one or both sides. If you don't understand what I'm saying, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, and I want to, you know, maybe I think we've, we've hit on it, but let's make it crystal clear for anyone that's listening. Uh, you are a black man. I am a white man, but that comes secondary to the fact that we both claim the name of Christ. So that puts us as Christians ahead of everything else. So while, you know, here, here's what really was kind of just placed on my heart when we started talking about this and we were preparing to, to get on here and record, man. And that was, you know, everyone wants things to be black and white, right? Uh, we want to see that. Like when typically when you hear about, you know, what's, what's that middle ground when, when it's not clearly white or black, it, it's gray, right? And people act like, you know, that gray area is a bad thing. And for some things that may be true, but I think what we're talking about right now, and we're talking about, um, the body who needs to get some stuff in order, um, needs to, um, work through some potential issues. You know, when we're talking about the body, man, we need to maybe live in that gray area. We need to get blended and, you know, forget about black and white. And let's, how do we just coexist as a, as a people, as a church? So that's the first thing. And then, you know, where our conversation started at, um, you know, as we were saying, you know, I've always kind of just held back a little bit, tried to watch, tried to observe. Um, but so when the, the death of George Floyd took place and, and we had so many people speaking out, people were hurt, uh, people were angry. Um, you know, one thing that caught my attention was, uh, professional basketball player Michael Porter Jr., who plays for the Denver Nuggets, yeah. he had put out a series of tweets. And, and here's the problem with social media and, and a lot of things is like, people don't look at everything that's said for one thing because he had several tweets on the situation you know and if people had looked back at it they would have saw that you know he started with hey this was wrong this is murder people need to be held accountable all those things that everyone was wanting to say but then as he was uh tweeting he eventually got to a tweet that where he said you know but as a christian i'm still going to pray that for, for the officers involved and that God changes their heart. And he got blasted for this, even from some Christians. And it really, really bothered me. You know, he, he was getting responses like, oh, well, your white is showing or calling him Uncle Tom. And for people who don't know, Michael, oh, wow. yeah, Michael Porter's parents, his dad is the coach at Mizzou, the University of Missouri basketball team. His dad is a black man. His mom is white. So he is... um you know, half and half. Um, he's a mixed race, however you want to term it. You know, I'm not trying to be offensive to anyone here, but, uh, you know, he, 
he he has experienced both. Um, and I, I would assume that his dad being a black man has, you know, at the very least told him, hey, you know, this is what this experience is like. You know, I mean, you, you know better about those conversations than I do, obviously. But I'm assuming he's had some kind of conversation like that. But they, he was also brought up in a Christian household. He is a man of faith and he believes that God can make a difference here and he expresses that and I don't expect non-believers to you know have the same standard or or live up to those same expectations as believers but to see believers like acting like he said something wrong by saying I'm still going to pray that God changes the officers that is what really really bothered me at, at, with with all this man um and because yeah let me hop in on that because because here's here's the thing about that that should be our hearts as as Christians should always be reaching out towards those who are lost and having a desire to see them to come to know Christ that is the part of the great commission that's our part of our calling us as Christians we're called to go out speak the truth desire for there to be opportunities for those who we know we connect with who are lost to be saved now for a christian to get angry at another christian for saying that is totally crazy and here's the thing when it comes to those officers uh, deserving justice for what they've done us praying for salvation for someone who has done something wrong does not exclude the fact that they still deserve justice because we serve a just exactly. and only God. Exactly. That doesn't exclude the fact that they still deserve punishment for what they did. Praying for someone's salvation doesn't automatically mean that we pray that they get off scot free because that's not how that's not how it works. That's not the God we serve. That's not. I mean, from the standpoint of us being covered from a spiritual standpoint, meaning that we have been covered in the blood of Christ and he died for our sins. Yes, we are now brought into his, you know, into his family. We are now children of God from that standpoint. But when we do something wrong within the societal construct, you know, justice, what God has established through government with laws if you look at what Romans 13 says about government and how it functions and how it was established by God you know hey the there is punishment that is due for someone who does something wrong and it's deserved so these officers they deserve the punishment that they they deserve the punishment for what they did yeah and even if there are still people that are praying for them. That doesn't mean that they don't get punished for what they did. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't it's not excusing. It. It's not excusing the actions by in any means. You know, uh, I, th- I think that's what it is. It's like, hey, he's not saying, oh well, let him go, or you know, I don't think people are saying that. You know, like, oh well, okay, well they did this, but let's pretend that they didn't. No, it's you know, as a believer. I'm still gonna, you know, believe that God can, you know, work a miracle in their life, right? And 
and change the person that they are. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, so that that was the starting point, right? Um, and then you know, I get that when people say, "Well, well, I'm I'm colorblind," or you know, why that's kind of a frustrating statement, right? Because we shouldn't be blind to the fact that hey, we we all look different, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's okay. That there, there's a reason that God ma- made us with these differences, and, and we shouldn't act like they don't exist. Um, True. But I True. think I think a big problem is that we are putting skin tone and we're putting anger and we're putting we we choose to put all these different things ahead of christ so christ has to take a second uh, he has to sit over on the side while we you know focus on these things um and, and that is a big issue that the body has to work through man i mean in, in my opinion like it's a big I, I issue totally, i totally agree i totally agree because because you have to look at the fact that that as you stated, we we have our different cultural diversity for a reason. God created us to have uh, different cultural experiences, different cultural backgrounds, and that is a part of shaping who we are. But our identity in Christ should supersede everything else. If you're a Christian, that should be your mentality is that your identity in Christ is the first thing that you should want to be identified with. And then everything else is kind of subordinate to that. I mean, am I Christian? Yes. Am I still a black man? Of course I am, you know, but I, I find, I find my peace. I find my joy. I find love. I find, you know, Stability. I find hope in Christ. I don't find that in in my skin tone. I don't find that in my cultural experience. I don't, that's not where it's found. To me, you know, you think about how precious it is to to um uh, to have Christ. You know, to you know, when you think about the parable, you know, the person finds something in the field, he gets all of his money. It's like, I gotta have that feel. That's how it has to be for the Christian with Christ. Everything else doesn't matter. I gotta sell out because I gotta get that, that plot of land that has that thing, which is so valuable that, you know, everything else doesn't really matter. You know, am I saying, am I saying that a cultural experience or cultural background doesn't matter? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that it's so much, so much more important than, than that. And if people, if there is a, a line in the sand, I mean, whatever, Christ is preeminent, should be preeminent in the Christian. There's no, I mean, there's, there's no argument here. And if he's not, then we have to go back and ask the question, is Jesus truly Lord? We have to. Yeah. Man, dude. Yeah. That's just processing that a little bit. You know, the one thing I was thinking about while you were 
talking was um, that indeed we do have these issues within the body that need to work through and, and my my gut is saying that you know there, there are people who are calling out for the church to be a leader in against these social injustices right um, and if Christ is that leader then you would you would think you'd make it simple and be like okay cool yeah we, we, we've got the the um, the path to follow you know he, he laid it out he gave us you know the ultimate life example that we could try our best to imitate right um but and this is a whole different conversation you know like i said there's a lot of things that the church needs to address before it's in a spot where it can truly be in that leadership position to make change however that doesn't excuse the church from not um not trying to take steps right so let me ask you this yeah. like i mean what what do you see right now the the position that the church is in or that and here we can even narrow it down to that community within chh like what do what what needs to be taking place and i'm talking about with with everyone you know with with african americans with white americans with you know, Asian American with all of us, you know, what, what do we need to be doing in the community and maybe even on the bigger scale as the body as a whole that can start helping make some men's here that will, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, heal a little bit of that hurt that's been taking place. Well, let's, 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 let's start with the church. Cause you got my, my gears kind of spinning. Uh, kind of uh, unpacking this a little bit. Yeah. Um. So you know, with the church, I think the church first and foremost preach the whole counsel of God. And what I mean by that is the fact that I don't think a lot of churches preach and teach the whole Bible. So you've got a lot of weak, anemic Christians that don't know what's in God's word. And, and, and let me ask you this. Let me ask you this along those lines. And I want to hear the rest of this too, but. But I just don't want to go any further without throwing this out there. I think it's also very interesting that since everything really hit like a fever pitch, right? Like with George Floyd. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of churches that like have, you know, decided to step up and have these conversations about race and racial, racial relations and that's what's mm-hmm. taking place at their services, you know, in the place of like a sermon. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. However, one thing I've been thinking about, dude, is like, man, whenever we're having those conversations, that's just taking time away from talking about the gospel uh, in a lot of situations that I've seen, that I've witnessed anyway, the, you know, what's been the conversations that have taken place. Uh, and I feel like that kind of is tied into what you're saying. And there's, more to a little bit more to it that I'll, I'll hit on later, but I just wanted to throw that out. Like, yo, know, are we even talking about the gospel less right now? Well, you know, I, I love what one of you know 
I listened to uh, um, a couple of uh, pastors uh, slash teachers that, um, you know, uh, I've been really blessed uh, by their ministries. And one of them is John MacArthur. Yeah. And what he did for one of his sermons was he got with a group of uh, black people who attended his church. And he said that he had a conversation because he wanted to have an understanding. And he took from what they spoke to him about their personal experiences. And and he crafted a sermon based on scripture for four talking points. I can't remember the four talking points, you know, specifically off the top of my head. But it unpacked, you know... Of course, you know, we can't, there's, there's, how can a Christian have hate in their heart for another person, you know, or, or, you know, uh, Christians should be showing empathy for those who, who, uh, who are in a bad position, who are, who are struggling, um, you know, those kinds of things and, and really just unpacked it from from scripture and it was it was it was an excellent sermon i'll send you the link for it but it was to me a perfect example of of a pastor who who was saying i want to put my arms around my flock and and i want to understand i want to to know more and yet and still in the midst of what's all going on, I'm still going to put the Bible first. I'm still going to yeah. lead them and teach them through God's word and help them uh, navigate through this. Help the rest of the congregation who is not black have an understanding and 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 and, and the proper biblical perspective right. on, on on this. Yeah, yeah. Um... Man, I'm I'm gonna say go go ahead and finish the the other point that you were on uh, previously as well. Yeah, so so you know you 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 have me thinking about the fact that that churches um, don't you know church churches need to preach the full counsel of God, meaning that they need to teach everything that's in the Bible, and that you've got Christians who. Uh, are are not being you know fully taught. They don't have a full understanding of what the word says, and 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 then they're so easily caught up and swept away by by uh, things that are put in front of them because their foundation is solid. They don't know what the scripture says. Number two is is the uh, the. Uh, the church's, uh, you know, continued uh, support and uh, for for families, um, and 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 you know, I think that that's that's another conversation. Um, but but you know, you know, preaching preaching when it comes to being loyal and faithful to your spouse and and encouraging the family dynamic within the body of Christ. Um, another point that, that you kind of made me think about too with this is the fact that, that we, we kind of, I kind of touched on this before, but, 
but the fact of, 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 you know, empathy from, from let's, let's have a conversation. Let's, let's talk about it. And, and, you know, like you, like you reached out to me, one of my really dear friends, uh, he reached out and we had a, you know, wonderful conversation. I actually met with him and a few others and we, we talked about a lot of things, but, you know, we, we really leaned on, uh, you know, the scriptures and to give us a better understanding as we, we had, uh, had our discussion and, and, you know, I think those, those three things, in my opinion, uh, are, are truly important, uh, when it comes to what, what the church can do. Um, you know, you know, I, I think there's, there's definitely, uh, an opportunity for a church because here's the thing, here's the thing. And if, if, if people are, are comfortable in, in a church hating other people, despising another race, then, then there, there has to be the question about, I mean, is the, is the, is the preaching like, because here's the thing, the gospel presented to a sinner is offensive. It's, it's, it, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about before you came to Christ. I mean, the, the, it's so anti, it's so anti, uh, you know, the world and, and the things of the world. And if you are in love with those things, if you, if you harbor hate, you harbor anger and, you know, exposure to the gospel is, is going to make you feel uncomfortable. So that's where I, you know, emphasize that point. You got to teach the scriptures to people. You got to teach your people that it's, you, you, you can't be comfortable, you know, in your sin. You know, and that's what a lot of churches allow the people to be because they're not they're not challenging them. The, the 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 sermons are not they're not they're not causing the people to to dig in their word. The sermons are not causing people to to uh, to live a holy life. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm hearing you right. Um... I would say that, you know, obviously the, the topic of race is not always a comfortable thing, but having those conversations and having empathy are probably better starting points for the church than necessarily getting up and just taking action. Am, am I off base? Am I hearing you correctly there? No, no, you, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, just, just jumping headfirst in. I mean, because here's, here's the thing. You, you can't, you know, the mission of the church can't get lost in doing a bunch of other different things. And, and, you know, you, you have to, what's, what's the mission of the church? I mean, the mission of the church is, uh, you know, um, you think of it twofold, right? You think of it as, as a means for equipping the saints to go out and, and, you know, share the gospel with those around them. And of course, there are other functions that the church, you know, the church can, 
um, uh, can be a blessing to a community uh, with with uh, certain things that it may do um, to provide support. But the the proliferation of the gospel is is what the church is for, and and if it's not doing that. If that isn't the primary goal or objective, then you don't have a you don't have a right functioning church. Yeah, here's another thing that has um, kind of been weighing on my heart, and I, I want to hear your thoughts because if I'm way off base here, I want to know. But you know, we we talk about politicians, and we talk about um, you know the the elite in society who often seems like they are trying to drive a wedge among the citizens, right? To where we're, we're really just attacking each other. Um, but when we think about it, obviously the enemy, Satan, he wants to drive the biggest wedge possible between believers and God. And as much as we might not want to think about this, um, because for whatever reasons, I feel like, man, I feel like, I feel like the enemy had an opportunity here to say, dude, I can use this race thing to really drive a wedge in believers right now. Um, and, and I, I, and I really just, I really feel like, like I'm seeing that happen and I don't know what to do about it. You know, I mean, th- th- does that sound off base to you? No, no, you, you, you know, the enemy is, uh, you know, looking for opportunities to to cause division, to cause uh, confusion, to cause uh, you know anger, strife. I mean, that's that's you know those are the environments and you know in which the the enemies thrive in. And you know, uh, you know the thing about it is is uh, you know this is we have the thing playing out in in the physical but we also understand that there is a spiritual dynamic to uh what's going on and you know you look at Ephesians 6 it talks about putting on the whole armor of God and 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 understanding that there's the spiritual warfare and that there's this element of things that are coming against us and that we are called to stand and that we are called to equip ourselves you know the uh God's word you know like the whole night, all that. So we have to, as Christians, we have to keep that dynamic in our mind as well is the fact that, you know, you've got what you see playing out, but you also have the spiritual part that, that you need to be aware of that is in the background manipulating situations. And so the, if anything, man, if anything that I can really think about with everything going on that I can really think about is the importance of knowing the scriptures, praying, and even in uh, situations like this, like really fasting and, and, and really seeking God on uh, trying to help us sort this stuff out. Because it's too easy. It's too easy 
for for people and we've seen it it's it's too easy for people to 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 get caught up in their feelings and their emotions and you know say anything unfiltered on social media and and there there not be that hold on i probably shouldn't say that hold on that thought should be filtered through um how i should conduct myself as a christian you know and we have to like take that step back and and, you know i've had to uh you know ask myself and you know that's kind of come through in some of my music and you know just thinking about the fact man you know prayer fasting seeking god uh really trying to process things through through you know the way he would want me to process them through, not through um, my, you know, feeling at the moment. You know, maybe I feel a certain way because I'm hungry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe what, I feel a certain way because. You well, know, let me ask. What, what do you, what do you say to, um, I mean, people, but even more so, Christians that have a response to saying, "Man, we don't need to." you know, bring in, you know, Jesus into this situation right now. We, we need to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's this thought of, we don't need to be religious right now in, in dealing with this situation that's going on in our country or, or even, you know, not being okay with just calling it flat out what it is and that there is a, a, a sin that's happening and a sin problem that needs to be dealt with. Um, just what are your what are your thoughts there man like like because that's something that i'm not i just i'm not really sure how to respond there because you know obviously my heart and my gut says nah you know no matter what the situation is that's where it needs to come back to and that's where we need to pull from but there's you know i I think it's because there is a lot of hurt involved and people don't always think clearly when when they're feeling in, in such a way but you know, there, there's been this kind of outcry of leave the gospel out of this right now. <laughs> I say if you're a Christian, that's absolutely ridiculous. Because how can, if, 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 if I've been grafted into Christ, how can I all of a sudden say that, Christ, I don't want you in this conversation, or I don't want you, I'm going to compartmentalize you. That, that's craziness. Yeah. Because how can... If, 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 you know, if I am saved, if, if Christ has come to, into my heart, I can't, there's, there's, I can't separate myself from Christ. I, I, that, that's a part of me. I, I have to process everything through Christ. If I am a Christian, that's how I have to process my, my worldview. My worldview is Christian because because Christ saved me I can't separate like this issue and that issue and this relationship and that relationship from Christ Christ has to be involved in all of them and if he's not if you're wanting to separate Christ then you're asking for yourself to make the wrong decision in that situation. I don't want to look at this through the lens of scripture means 
I want to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, that's how I see it. I, I, I can't, I, I, I can't within my, my, my fallen hum, humanity. Like, I, how can I, how can I want to try to figure out things on my own when I've already proven outside of Christ that I just messed stuff up, mm. you know? And it, and it, 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 that doesn't that doesn't for me that doesn't compute that doesn't make yeah. any sense for a Christian to say that it's it, you know I don't know if you could read my face I'm kind of got this <laughs> raised eyebrow right now and I'm like that that doesn't right you're not yeah. making any sense. Yeah, that, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't hash out for me well and so and i think that that is um a, a part of this process that we need to to realize is like man you know we need to work through some of these uncertainties um you know or through some of these issues where maybe we're not making sense so that we can get better to the heart of the issue and here's another example that i'm gonna throw out there to you and, and that is you know, I've had conversations with fellow, you know, white believers in, in, in this space who have been honestly a little frustrated because we've heard outcries from our black brothers and sisters, um, of, you know, going from, we need, you know, white brothers and sisters to stand up and have a voice and support and you know whatever however else you want to try to explain it to man we don't want to hear from anyone that's white you know you, you can't go through the situation and so it's a very confusing situation you know on this side i'm not trying to say that it's more important than what's going on it's not but i mean these are the kinds of things that cause ultimate issues and, and actually being able to have that unification that we need to fix this you know like like um what 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 what's your take there because i know i've like i said i've had those conversations where where people are like man i just i don't even know what to do because one moment is this and one moment is that and, and i'm i'm just throwing my hands up in the air well well you know as I, as I mentioned before, you know, trying to show empathy is is, is definitely uh, the the Christian thing to do. Um, as a as a black person, am I going to act like I'm persecuted on daily? I'm not. I'm not. So let's let's just speak real facts. Have I experienced some injustices in the past? Yes, I have. And we can talk about those and we can talk about the, 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 you know, what spurred this, this moment in time. And we can talk about how, um, there can be an understanding. But if you have, if you have black people who, you know, in, in let's, let's just kind of keep this in the framework of the, of, uh, of us Christians. If you have black Christians who are rejecting you know, their, you know, white brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, from coming alongside them. I mean, I, you know, that's, I, I, I don't, I don't get what, I don't get why, why they would do that. I don't know if they want to, 
that doesn't to me that doesn't make any sense because because uh if if they are feeling that well you're you know you're definitely not the one that can help me well obviously we as christians are only one who help love and submit yeah you know i mean we're called to love and support and and encourage one another that's you know that's that's all throughout you know in the new testament yeah so the the thing the thing the thing that that kind of bothers me about that is that people who have that mentality are are really missing out on an opportunity for there to be um for for the body of Christ to get together and strengthen one another and for there to be and understanding you know, communication of feelings or how this makes you feel or or even sharing some of the experiences that that they have had that you may not have known about or you you know and 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 those things provide a level of understanding comfort encouragement and and even you know it it, it can also manifest itself in other ways by by Christian brothers and sisters praying for one another, looking out for one another. I mean, people people miss out when 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 they get in that space like that. Yeah, yeah, and and man, you know, I think that it comes down to to building and fostering these relationships right you know if you're someone who is sitting there and you're you know reading through social media daily and and you're listening to the talking heads and you're just like i don't know truly what i can do and you're um you're at a loss i i want to make it simple and i want to kind of give an example i I know what i kind of have an idea of what you're gonna say because we've had this discussion before uh and honestly you've hit on a lot of it already but i just want to put it out there and make it just simple and plain as we possibly can david and and by saying i think you know if i'm sitting here and i go okay i want to make some sort of a difference i'm not really sure what or how then the best thing i can do is you know turn to someone like you and say hey man you know, as my friend, as my brother in Christ, as a black man that experiences life different than me, what what do you need from me? What's the best thing I can do to support you? Well, well I mean, let's, let's start with the obvious, man. You always pray for me because we're we're we're, we're brothers in in Christ, and I mean that that is always encouraging. I, you know, from from the standpoint of of we've we've had this conversation and we talked and we 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 dialogued on this issue, and then there's this understanding uh, that we have uh, with one another. But I mean, outside of us functioning as as friends and brothers in Christ, I mean, I, I can't really say that. I necessarily need you to do anything else other than to be my friend, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's it for me. I, I know that a lot of 
you have a lot of people who are are in this place where they they you know uh, they want to uh, beat up people you know beat up white people and say you know feel guilt for white privilege or feel guilt for this which you know they didn't do or personally perpetrate against yeah you know us you know yeah, that's another uh, issue black people you know is you know a whole nother issue it's like like i i i, I can't hold you accountable for something that was done decades ago that you had no you know you had no say you had no say and do you know you know aside from that do we talk about systemic issues We, we we understand that there are certain systemic issues that you know they they do need to be addressed, right? You know exactly. But and and we understand that, and we understand that we live in a fallen world where obviously, you know, justice is imperfect, um, governments are imperfect, uh, you know, uh, leaders are imperfect, and we know that that those systemic issues uh those systemic race issues they're still there i mean and we can we can still uh seek god for for justice and seek god for 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 things to uh to change but i i mean what is what is me you know asking for you to i don't know I, Give me money. What is what does that do? Uh, that does it does nothing for me. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I mean, so, you're so let me ask well, you. Well, white people in general. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, so let me ask you. So I mean, you know, I I, I brought that up, you know, hoping that it could be an example that could maybe you know influence others, but is it? Is it an oversimplification of of the situation to just put it like, hey, you know, if you feel like something needs to happen, but you have no idea what, just simply ask and listen. I mean, is that too yeah. is, is that simplifying it too much? No, no, that's a, that's that's really wrapped up in my my uh, uh, statement. Just be my. And friends talk and yeah. and listen and well, and they have conversations. They may not agree on everything, but but there is you know when you have a friendship and you value it, um, you know there's that desire to dialogue and there's that desire to learn from each other. And and I think and that's, that that's where I would say it starts. Yeah, well, and I think that that is. Um, that that is a part of all this also is that we see this big issue that looks like it's too big for anyone to fix, right? That it's, it's just, it's a part of the fabric of this country and, and we have no idea how to unravel it, but man, start, make it simple, make it tangible, make it doable. 
for for you and go from there. You know, I mean, because there's not going to be a, we do this today and tomorrow everything's going to be different um, for for any of this, Mm -hmm. if we're going to be completely honest. However, we can start taking steps that hopefully, you know, lead to the, the march away from where we're currently at. Sure, sure. Sure, and it it starts with it starts with uh, talking to each other and having an understanding. I totally agree with with that, and I totally believe that it is helpful. And when I say dialogue, you know, you know, dialogue that two people conversing with with each other, um, there's that listening from both sides. Yeah. Because I think there are some people who don't want to listen and uh you know that that can be frustrating for somebody like yourself who is trying to come alongside yeah you know and so 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 you're saying it's okay to have those times where maybe you know you need a little clarification oh sure yeah sure you know and i and I, i i think you know maybe it's it's Man, help me to understand this. Help me to to see where you're coming from. But also, too, it's that person listening as well. They have to listen, too, because they have to, you know, if we're going to, you know, if we're going to be, uh, be able to work through things together, we, we have to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Dave, I feel like we hit on a lot of stuff, dude. <laughs> uh, but you know, one thing I want to make sure that we allow a, a, a bit of time for is, is for you to talk about, um, you know, your music. You know, we obviously said that you are an artist, um, and you have released a couple of projects this year between your your solo works and your um, your work with your group. Uh, Man, just you know, what what do you want to say about about your music, man? I know that you've got something on the way, dude. That I'm super excited about. I think that it's one of those things that goes right along with this conversation we've been having, and, and people need to hear it. Um, so yeah, let, let me let me give you the the space here to to talk about what's going on musically. Well, I'll start with the new single that I'm dropping July 24th. Uh, the title of the song is uh, "Help Us." And it's just a track where it's me um, really just trying to process everything that's been going on racially. And and really, on the track, I'm just trying to, to ask God, give me your perspective on, on what I'm seeing. Help me to understand and see this thing through uh, through your lens, not not through the the anger and the emotion of the of the moment and you know that's that's really my continued prayer through through all of this is is i want you know i want to see things the way that god wants me to see them and i don't want i don't want to make the mistake of of uh doing something or saying something that could you know damage a friendship or a relationship or or um 
get get caught up to the point where I'm not operating in the way in which God has called me to do as, you know, as a, as someone who is a Christian. And so that's just kind of how I look at the situation. And that's kind of how I processed everything in that song. It's really just me just seeking God, you know, just me seeking God on, yeah. on the track. And, and, you know, also too, man, really... Uh, speaking about, um, you know, the church from the standpoint of, uh, church, don't, don't let people who, who are, are, are harboring hate within their hearts, don't let them feel comfortable in there. You know, um, you know, there, there's, there's grace for all of us, for all of us. And, and, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta make sure that, you know, at least in this instance, that that you're you're speaking out against the fact that if if you're harboring hate for another race or another people group simply because of the cultural differences, then that's obviously not godly, and that's not the way that that a Christian should be living. So, yeah, man. Uh, well, dude, you know, I think this conversation has been awesome, and you know, did we solve or did we get to an, an end point? Not necessarily. Um, however, we, we took a step, right? And yeah. hopefully that that step can lead to more conversations. Uh, you know, I threw out there that people can hit me up on Twitter at Eric Boston three. Uh, I know that you would be okay with people reaching out to you, uh, for some of these conversations as well. So where can people do that, man? Um, you know, people uh, can hit me up on Instagram uh, at intellect underscore four one nine. Um, that's uh, really kind of where I am on social media. Um, also to my website intellect hyphen music dot com. Um, so you can check out uh, check me out there as well. So um, those are the spaces I'm in, and of course, you know, um, uh, I, you know whether whether it's uh reaching out hit me up uh via you know uh a dm on on instagram i you know i get back with people right away and stuff like that you know of course i'm on i'm on facebook as well um you can find me there uh too so um yeah uh i'd love to to you know continue the conversation with, with others who who are interested um you know because i i think i think that it's 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 important to talk um you know i think it's important for people to have an understanding and i think it's important for the body to uh maintain its unity throughout all of it yeah definitely and dude i i'm just a super appreciative of you taking time out to, to join me on here and have this conversation. I know, I know it's not going to be the last time that you and I get together on this podcast. I, I just, you know, I, I can say that with relative certainty. Uh, so I'll be excited for the next time that that happens, dude. But, but thanks. Thank you for doing this show. For sure. For sure, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you very much. All right. So guys, um, yeah, like I said, hopefully what the, took place in this conversation between me and intellect you know spark something in you and and reach out and let's keep it going let's keep moving it forward um this has been beyond the dms here on 520 collective